Austin, please fucking save me from this hell Rory has put me in. <laughs> okay, okay. I the- swear to fucking God. <laughs> no, I'm fully invested now, and as the guest, I'm using my... I was told before I joined the show that as a guest, I get one token that lets me extend any bit. Okay, yeah. put oh. it in my slot. Put it in my arcade slot. Yeah, I'm turning in my chit. My guest chit. Okay, all right, great. I would like the next scene of this, please. <laughs> Kiss the crocodile. <laughs> I've never felt this way about any other crocodile. <laughs> I need a name. Toma. Toma Sensei. He's a teacher. <laughs> what we have is a forbidden love, Toma Crocodile Sensei. Please, <laughs> don't tell the student council I escaped from the field trip to come and make out with you here at this pagoda. <laughs> Thank you for remembering us in Japan. <laughs> uh, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Oh, Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And today, everybody, uh, friends, Romans, digi, countrymen, uh, we are diving back into the digital world. That's right. Things are going nuts. We're doing we're doing some more Digimon again. And uh, the reason we're doing this, one, it felt like time. It's been three years or so at since least. we last did Digimon at least. Uh, and uh, we need an expert. We needed to bring on an expert to sort of guide us back into the digital world. And that's where we've got uh, my friend, my coworker, Ari Zerulnik. Say hello, Ari. Hello, Ari. Oh, that ah. old chestnut. What a good one. I figure I'd start by setting expectations. It's good. It's good. The Ari's our dad. Yet. <laughs> not yet oh no well we're always coming for our moms <laughs> we're three moms <laughs> three moms and one dad the trauma writes itself um yeah i'm uh we're we're full disclosure basically f- rory and i are basically just meeting ari austin's vouched for you and uh and you have vouched for Digimon Tamers. I have. And I'm 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 very interested in I guess I guess I'm very interested in a person. We have one in the podcast. Rory was is pretty passionate about the original, the Digimon Adventure, but I, I like to, you know, there's a very specific sort of person who's like, no, no, no. This specific Digimon is the one that I like and it's really good. What uh what what's your what's your digi what's your digi story? <laughs> My digi story. Well, my digi story digi started when I was I don't know. I guess I'd have been in digi middle school, and sure. uh, it's no, a tough it time a, for everybody. Yeah, you know, starting digi puberty. <laughs> I was oh. digi, started my own digivolution. I'll put a you, pin in that and ask you about it later. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a uh, it's I th- it's probably the childhood cartoon that I have the most fondness and nostalgia for. 
Um, the thing that it has on the other seasons is that it's edgy as fuck, mm. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, I don't know, it's just fun to look back on. I, I rewatched it a few years ago as an adult, and it stood up exactly as much as you would think it would stand up after watching the two episodes for today. So, yeah. so if the whole of Digimon is like adolescence, then this this phase of Digimon is like the the heavy metal years. Yeah, or like, well, oh, did we? Did we? I know you did, Austin. Did any of us have like one of those phases in high school where you were like, you know what? I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna try. And you grow out your hair and you look real scuzzy. And yeah, I like. Did we have just, that? You know, <laughs> you like that. You guys know me too well. I hate this. <laughs> I grew up my hair in a failed attempt to be cool. Does that count? That, that, that does opposite. count. Yeah, definitely it's counts. Super counts. Great. Yeah. The Digimon thing, I, I, this completely missed me. I don't remember. It's been so long since we've even talked about it. Austin, did you ever watch much when you were a kid? So I touched Digimon almost not at all in no way. <laughs> uh, I mean, he said to the police. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the 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 bit of contact I had with Digimon again. I, I've yeah. never seen that Digimon before. <laughs> There's got to be a normal person way of saying. If I things. had, it was um, a Greymon at the time. <laughs> Champion level and above only. I swear. <laughs> it was a War Gabumon. Uh, <laughs> No, it, that's Jesus not a real Christ. Digimon, Austin. Okay, yeah, you really well, fucked up out here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no, Jesus it was Christ. like it was. Uh, it was whatever the last of Digimon was on Fox before the Simpsons came on. It was like the end credits mm. of Digimon before Simpsons, and so like that's that's the extent of what I saw. Um, Got it. Although I will say, I feel like the the spark that lit for me and understanding when we came back and watched it. In in comparing this show with like Pokemon or something, the idea that Digimon does not have a collection sort of concept, like it's about just a single bond. Yeah. Versus Pokemon, which is like getting a whole bunch of them. And this is the goal, right? Is the whole goal is like get collect them all. And mm-hmm. with Digimon, they don't have that goal. And so it just lets it's like it if be... monsters were capitalism. <laughs> no, it just right. it has the ultimate childhood fantasy of having a friend. Yeah. And so then yeah. you can get really bananas plot lines in Digimon because they're not trying to catch them all. They're just doing stuff. <laughs> you know? They're trying to they're trying to deepen their 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 relationships. I just feel like that's not that that wouldn't have appealed to me as much and maybe maybe that I mean it's not really why I didn't watch it, but like I don't know. The collecting thing is very like tied into I don't know, like the, the kind of uh, casino psychology, right? Digimon didn't have this massive media empire in the States in the same way. Like it didn't have a game. Mm. And um, as a result, uh, you didn't know every Pokemon or in this case, Digimon. Right. Uh, you know, and there was and they they hype up those evolutions pretty, pretty hard. And yeah. yeah, and so like the moment where you get that first that first reveal every time usually slaps in a way that a a Pokemon evolution never hits. Right, because you already have the cards and you're like, yeah, when are you gonna be? Yeah, a it's a Blastoise, I knew. Yeah. I knew the whole time. <laughs> well, I may or may not have in the past written an article 
comparing <laughs> and contrasting Digimon and Pokemon for my friend's media website. Wow, you <laughs> so I've put a lot of thought into this. You do belong actually. here, don't you? <laughs> yeah. In, in the no, article writer article writers are lower on the totem pole than podcasts. It was one article one time, I swear to God. I'll never write again. Um no, it's uh so to me the two the biggest things that stand out is it's it's serialized, right? Compared to Pokemon, which is very episodic. Sure, yeah. Ash is trying to eventually fail to achieve anything, but it's all very episodic in Pokemon. But Digimon this isn't is, a Pokemon takedown podcast. Oh no, I, <laughs> is it? That not? was the conclusion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's it is it's about the relationships and like the first arc of Tamers. What so Tamers has like five arcs to it. That are all about 10 episodes a piece. And the first one is all about like the kids getting over their shit. Like everyone has like extreme emotional baggage and they kind of have to learn how to deal with their lives and their feelings, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm fascinated by this. So Rory has decided to dub this particular arc we're doing. Uh well, I'll let Rory say it. Oh, the epic of Goglamesh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Happy is the head so, that wears the goggles. <laughs> this is good. This is the first on a whirlwind tour through a few different Digimon iterations, and I guess the 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 worth the thing worth noting is that this is the first one where they have a completely new cast because there was like Digimon Adventure Two, which kind of had some of the same people you recognize from the first one. It so had there was some continuity in it, though, too. Yeah, they put Knuckles in there. No, that's only uh, if you stack the two seasons on top of each other. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Why don't we do that anymore? Um, but apparently this one wasn't received as well here because of the jarring change in cast members. And there was no, I mean, they kind of, they Digimon kind of does, to my understanding, like a Final Fantasy with their shows. Like none of them are canon to each other in like any oh, real no, this, way outside of has... like a multiverse. The characters are, are around somewhere in Tokyo. I don't remember what specific, I don't know if they explain why they're not helping out, but they're around. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. I, not. I'm wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Seasons one and two are connected, <laughs> and then Try is the sequel to seasons one and two, and that's it. Okay. And then every other season is its own separate universe. Okay. okay. Well, coming. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I will. I will all quit digging the hole. Um, However, the the connection between I the connect pushes up my glass. No, go for it. Like, Just oh, yeah. fucking do it. Just do it. It's uh, the only the place you can do between, it. Between season one and two and three is through the games released on the Wonder Swan system, oh, a Jesus. Japanese system. Have a can character. It's been really friends. fun having you on the show, Arthur. <laughs> Austin just told me to go for it. I don't know. I'm getting mixed messages here. Yeah. Well. Anyway. <laughs> With the Wonder Swan, what the hell even is the Wonder Swan? It's just like this handheld system that was bigger in Japan. I don't even know if, if there's a was a stateside version. There might be. Yeah, that's this. This is this is such a weird franchise. Uh, and apparently, I, I think the people who are in it are in it to to win it. I guess like they're like I, our friend and co-host of a different podcast we do, Shane. Uh, Shane has, I think, seen every single Digimon, and like, wow. The second Ghost Game started airing, he was like texting me how good it was, and I'm like, <laughs> cool, buddy. <laughs> I checked it out out of curiosity after Austin mentioned it, and mm -hmm. it's it is it is for children. Yeah, 
Damn. Well, we'll pass that along when we. Uh... Yeah, you can t- yeah, tell me since some kitty shit. Unlike my season, which is for grown ass adults. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's get right into it. Then, yeah, huh? fuck it. Let's dive right in. you guys moms and dads sit your sit your butts down because we're here we're here talking about digimon tamers episode two digimon digimon everywhere and not a drop to drink <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> every, every episode title's a reference it's all references all the way down so, oh. so if you're if you're like us, you're gonna want to know what the heck is going on in this in this episode. And I'm here to tell you, it goes. Uh, Takato secretly sneaks Gilmon into his house, and in the meantime, Rika, a Digimon tamer, and her Digimon Renamon easily defeat a Goblimon. That <laughs> is a lot of commas, my friend. Uh, Takato leaves Gilmon alone with him when he while he goes to school, but Gilmon follows him and causes chaos in the school. Takato meets Henry and his Digimon Terriermon and thinks he isn't worthy of having Gilmon. While looking for a place to hide Gil for while looking for a place for Gilmon to stay, Takato and Gilmon are attacked by Renamon and Rika. Thank you for Jesus. getting through that. I yeah, have not the, missed the, these the grammar, summaries. The grammar and then the like invented words and the Japanese <laughs> makes us a real mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> Ari, do you want to fill us in really quick on what we missed with episode one? Because you may notice yeah. we usually start with episode one for these kinds of things. Uh, we did episode two on your recommendation. What do you got for us? So what you missed in episode one was 20 minutes of absolutely fucking nothing. Great. It's, uh, it's I got kind the impression, of impressive. yeah. Yeah, it's it w- just, it's, he draws a Digimon, his little, it's an, all right, so the start of the series is just an advertisement for the card game, first of all. Okay. That's important. So. Sure. But, uh, so he, he draws a Digimon, he scans his little card game accessory, the Digimon becomes real, that's it. That's everything that happens in the first episode. Perfect. Now, I'm. I'm led to understand by the last time on segment at the beginning of this episode that this kid drew his own Digimon yes, OC. He has, he is, yes. Yeah, he invented a, a Digimon. <laughs> and then it became real through the power of his Digivice and some spooky blue card he well, found for no reason. He made some yes. smart purchases uh, and he bought, <laughs> he bought all the latest Digimon accessories and then the Digimon <laughs> he drew became real life. That's correct. I feel like... I don't know. I, I maybe he's a good artist, maybe not, but like all of my doodles when I was that age uh should never have become real. I think it would have been the most <laughs> terrifying thing in the he world. He goes through a fun little emotional arc. Like now this show I think um it sort of in general is going to glaze over all of the I don't want to say plot holes cuz that's 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 not what I mean, but uh you know the, the, what you're expected to know people just know. And and mm-hmm. we don't have to see them discovering everything, which is fine. Um, but 
But it's in contrast to this moment where Takato accidentally resurrects a Digimon from from paper and thinks he might be God for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, which is a which is reasonable in context. Yeah, I think it is kind of reasonable. So the English script compared to the Japanese script is kind of doing its own thing, apparently. Uh, We've been there. <laughs> the lead writer of this show, Mr. Cowboy Bebop himself, Steve Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> also the voice of Giamon. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was doing a little research for my podcast appearance because I'm a good guest. Yeah. You're and, a good boy. Uh, ah, thank you. A real um, powerful and... dad. Yes. That too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, re- they were ta- I was reading about how he was talking about how they wrote the show. And a lot of it was very much just in this block, this event happens and we're going to completely reinvent how everyone talks about everything. So everyone's really snarky in this show because that's how the writer, what the writers thought were funny. Like if, if in episode two, the way that the mom and dad communicate each other and the mom is mm. just like super fucking mean to the yeah, dad it's for great. jokes. I love <laughs> the parents. Yeah, oh, it was great. And the, the adorable old- anime dad is my favorite as <laughs> usual. We didn't really see him in these episodes, but uh, uh, Takato's two friends, Kazu and Kenta, are extremely funny as well and really, really well written. Like, and the burns are really good between them. Mm-hmm. And also, Terriermon is yeah. a little shit, and he I love eviscerates him. Takato. <laughs> yeah, so I love mean. Terriermon. He's the best. Yeah, the writing <laughs> is is noticeably a step up in this. It is it is sharp. It is unique. Mm-hmm. It is definitely. Like it is so much more above just a simple translation. It, uh, yeah, it shows. Nice work, Steve. Well, and and in comparison with Digimon Adventure, which we watched again years ago, but like that show felt like it had a lot more kind of like childish whimsy, like really goofy energy, and and the character designs were especially like late nineties, very pointy, and. This one, this one feels definitely like, okay, we're moving into the yachts. Everything's a little smoother. Everything kind of looks like Serial Experiments Lane to some degree. And and then like the topics, like the subject matter is a little more dark. And so is the coloring. And yeah, it's it's just an interesting vibe change. um, Yeah. Given that it's, you know, it's still the Digimon nonsense, like. It's still not. It's still crazy to listen to them say things like Renamon and Goblinmon. Like that. That still sucks. <laughs> this to be clear. That, yeah, we're <laughs> there is. It's such a great scene. The first uh, scene with just uh, just Takato's parents. Yes, where it we have sounds to clip like he's. Yeah, yeah it. it. It sounds like he's begging to break off a piece of ass, but he just wants. A, <laughs> he just wants a dog. Yeah, yeah. It very clearly sounds like because he leads with like, well, you know how our. Son is an only child. You know, honey, I've been thinking. Oh, did it hurt? Yes, exactly. Uh, well, um, Takato, being an only child, can get, you know. No way. And, uh, <laughs> you know. There's only um, one way that conversation uh, goes, also, right? Also, I just want to give a, a quick little props to, uh, to the visual storytelling with him. Uh, he's in a, you know, a chef's shirt. And I think so often these characters, these these parents who are never going to be main characters are 
you know, mannequins. And this mm-hmm. this is just it gives us a little more context about this character. Now, granted, later in the episode, we see that they own a restaurant or bakery of some kind. It's a so bakery. You, you could argue it didn't need it, but it was it was nice when I saw it in the moment. Well, yeah. there are all of these little moments that these characters have that just inject character. Like uh, the way the mom just mentions her aging cream, that she just wants it to work. It's like, please work. Come on, age cream, work your magic. <laughs> and like the word choice from uh, from Reka, where she's like, oh, Rika. 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 Me. The, You'll hate me when I'm back. The captions on Hulu are messed up. Yeah, but but she does. She says something like Renamon. I'm going to be very vexed if you lose. The way that she talks is also very deliberate. She's really interesting. She acts like a, like a villain, but like a villain, like yeah. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like she's so, doing cosplay as a supervillain. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to get to her problems episode at the start of the show. Like I said, yeah. the first arc of the show is everyone getting their shit, their emotional shit together. Yeah. So I think it's one of the episodes I almost had y'all watch. Is the episode Arika gets her shit together? Okay, and it, you kind of that she comes from like a wealthy family. Oh, her does her icy like heart a, melt? <laughs> not quite, but she like kind of learns to trust people as opposed to just hating her mom all the time. Yeah, I I really liked I liked her. Um, there's a there's another uh girl character that we don't meet named Jerry, who we get a couple scenes from in the second the second episode, and she seems like. Mildly interesting, but Rika's where it's at to me so far. She seems like a badass bitch, and I'm very all bored. What's um, our spoiler policy here on uh, SMT? Hmm, good question. I feel generally like generally we'll preface it if we, you know, if you, but what are they going to do? Watch all of it? And what are we <laughs> going to do? Talk about none of it? I, you yeah. know, you know what you're in for. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Jer- Jerry's kind of whatever, but she does eventually get replaced with a eldritch murder being that threatens to consume all of tokyo and kill everybody oh fuck her, that sounds dope after her best friend gets murdered so yeah did you want tamers co- <laughs> tamers is cool as shit <laughs> this, is, this show gets so like a lot of terrible shit happens in these next episodes it gets really dark i That's like awesome that. also uh, also uh beep it beep beep the goggle watch goggle watch yeah. the goggle siren is going off <laughs> uh because if you remember digimon adventure our main character ty uh mm-hmm. his whole deal was having big goggles and <laughs> he was the main character and that was his whole deal was having big goggles and i just and we joked about it and we talked about the goggle boy as sort of like an external entity beyond you know yeah just being ty and i love that goggles are like a plot point in this episode <laughs> that like you know, really wearing the goggles suddenly makes you a Digimon tamer. Well, we we left out something important okay. in that in Tamers, Digimon Adventure is canon right. as like television, right? And like they've all played the Digimon card game. So Takato pulls out the glasses and puts or the goggles as a direct reference to Ty because he's it. like, now I look like a real Digimon tamer. Okay, wow. all right. Well, I noticed so that when they were playing cards together, that was all like the the. The Garurumon. Digimon from the first one. Yeah, I was like, where Garurumon and War Greymon and stuff. Um, yeah. So, okay, interesting. I, I can fuck with that. I think Danganronpa does something like that, too. It's an interesting plot uh, angle where you're like, here's the next one. And in this one, the canon of the previous ones was a TV show that these characters watched. Like, it's it's like, it's an, it's an odd in-between place to live. It makes merchandising really easy. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I mentioned how how Rika acts like a supervillain, even though she seems like a good guy. Uh, we have another. Uh, we don't really meet him in this one. Uh, we see him from, you know, I don't know, the waist down or something. A uh, a government a government spook who is who is quite quite, you know, uh, quite villainous. Yamaki. He's, yeah. yeah and also he, Steve Bloom. Yeah. His. Yeah. He seems like his job is to stop monsters spontaneously spawning in Tokyo, which is pretty reasonable. It is reasonable. <laughs> right. And yeah. he works he sure works doesn't with, suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> he works with two what precogs from Minority Report. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He works, he works with Ghost in the Shell. Right. <laughs> oh, have you met my coworker, Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> no, I I think what there's like a they belong to like an organization called something silly is it uh, phobos hypnos, no hypnos. Hypnos. Yeah, hypnos. hypnos yes yes i don't know what's going on with them they don't like monsters it's enough for me <laughs> um yeah i i, I really want to i really want to talk about a scene that happens uh it's not really it's not really important to the plot but there is a scene uh with a couple making out in the park yeah, and the they're horny couple. Really, like they're really just going going Go, on each other's faces. They're common street screwer. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just they're just eating each other's faces up. And uh, but there is a moment where there is a flash of light and and it interrupts their making out and it's like What's that? Hmm? Um the Northern Lights? Uh, Aurora Borealis. <laughs> and this time <laughs> localized uh, entirely in this park. May I see it? No. Yeah, I liked so there's this there's this Digimon that I did a little looking up because I had no idea. We we don't get actual context for this Digimon in the two episodes we watched, so I wanted to look it up. I don't remember their name. Uh it's something mon. They're like Calamon? Yeah, they're like the the um Apparently, they are the Digimon incarnation of Digivolution and they are they, McGuffinmon. Yeah, they they allow other Digimon to digivolve, like that's sort of like their thing. Through but their grace, they <laughs> yes, through the grace of this little <laughs> this little piece of shit, and they walk that out. That one's cute as fuck, actually. Yeah, really cute. Is it? I don't I don't know that. I'm just gonna use they them on them because who knows with these Digimon? But they no, walk up. Is a he okay? He yeah. walks up to the to the couple making out and yes he's, and he's like hey you know what you're gonna have to open your mouths much much wider if you really want to swallow each other <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's all the localization yeah it's such a funny fucking line <laughs> yeah before that he's like <laughs> is that your special attack hmm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so dumb. This show's really good, you guys. <laughs> it's I can see I can see I can see why you would like this one. This uh there are I mean it's kind of a similar reason for to why we really like the the Deke dub of Sailor Moon, where it's like there's good bones there, but also the like added flair of the dub sort of doing its own thing is really entertaining to to watch. Like yeah. I I I'm very I'm very much on board with this one in a way I wasn't with Digimon Adventure, which seemed again a lot more tailored towards like a younger audience, and they didn't seem to have quite as much fun with it. Well, they they did and they didn't. They yeah right. <laughs> Edamon the, the Elvis Mon. God, that was wild. 
No, the, the first couple episodes, our continual, like, ongoing critique of Digimon Adventure was introducing us to eight characters. Mm-hmm. Sixteen characters, really, if you count their Digimon. Uh, Who all evolve, actually, for in the first episode, right? Yeah, right. that's right. right. And it's just, it's such, yeah, it's such an information <laughs> overload that, you know, it, it, in some ways we skipped episode one, but it feels like the exact opposite direction where they yeah. almost introduce nothing in the first episode. And then we very slowly build up to meeting our just three main characters with their, with their Digimon. Yeah. But, uh, it's way, it's way more serialized yeah. just, uh, across the board. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, I want to bring up a personal story from my childhood really quick. So, Oh boy. I know. Sorry, Look, really <laughs> no, it's that's that's correct. The tone is correct. Be, this is a mean podcast with mean people in it. Um, I, agree. I take it back. <laughs> fuck you. Tell your story. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Sorry. I, mm, I just felt wrong. <laughs> so I don't know if you had this sort of experience when you were a kid, but I was a I was a Internet denizen from a young age and I did a lot of Googling around. Well, I probably wasn't Googling at the time, but you know what I mean. I looked around. I found some stuff. I was asking Jeeves. I was asking Jeeves (laughs) where the anime lived. Hey, Jeeves. (laughs) Hey, Jeeves. (laughs) Yo, Jeeves, where those those naked people at? I got to tell you, it was not like it was extremely easy. And I mean, accidental to find lewd art of Renamon. Oh in yeah. The, in the early days of the internet online. It is and and it is not made better by Renamon's voice, which is a very mature like woman going like it's yes, uncomfortably. I'll fucking I... I'll fight them. <laughs> I'm Renamon. You're like, oh <laughs> Missed again. Oh, so close. Hello? My lady. <laughs> a common tactic way back in the well, I guess Renamon would be specific. I'm remembering a common tactic back in the day would be like a misspelling of a common URL. So whatever it is, Google or Yahoo. Right. And one yeah. letter off was just some sort of horrendous pornogra- pornographic <laughs> site. You just boom. And then there's hard dicking. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, I'm here now. So I may as well. I've already gotten the viruses. Ask Jarves. Um, Don't go there. <laughs> Jarves always took me to the fun places. <laughs> Do y'all remember that that WhiteHouse.com? Oh, yes. Was the, legend, the legend of the White House. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I just that when Renamon first showed up, when Rika came out and brought out Renamon, I was like, oh, deja vu to some weird, weird websites. Like when uh, you see somebody, like, but you've you know, seen can... them naked. <laughs> You know, I can't link this on my Twitter anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You're still protected. I'm the one who did this, not you. <laughs> Your cloud is 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 intact. <laughs> is this because you're on the record standing a different Digimon as the hottest naked Digimon? <laughs> not on the record, no. Mm, 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 you don't have mm-hmm. to answer that. Yeah, your lawyer is, was, is was shaking his head no. It. Was it Angemon? Hey. Uh, permission to it? treat the witness as hostile. <laughs> what is the sexiest Digimon? <laughs> Yo, uh, so another thing. So this this there's a kind of a weird fight with Rika and and some random Goblinmon. Um, and the Goblinmon digivolves into a Digimon called Fugamon. 
and it is and this is this is a problem I have with Digimon in general. It is a just straight up palette swap of Ogremon that we met in the original show, Digimon Adventure. So instead of being green, he's red, and they're like, it's a different guy. And I I take issue with that level of non-effort. Um, but I don't know how part I don't know that, how common that is. Part of that comes from the original toys, right? The little Tamagotchi like Digivice things. Mm-hmm. In that, like, it's easier to include a palette swap. <laughs> Sure. Than it is to to make a whole new boy. Yeah, but from where there was no boy, <laughs> now there is new boy, like old first boy. The, yeah, first there is a boy, then there is no boy, then there is. And he's a different color now. But I read, I read that fine. book in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> is that? <laughs> it's like the it's like when they do those uh, those translations into like the most common words in English language. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen those things <laughs> like putting the Bible in like there was boy. <laughs> now, then there was not boy. And now there is boy. <laughs> boy and back again. <laughs> oh, uh, is there anything else noteworthy about this first episode? I mean, I guess yeah, we haven't talked about yeah. that. We haven't talked about the, the school shenanigans. Yeah, let's run through a little bit of what happens where we just get, yeah, we get like, you know, a, sort of a comedy of errors situation with the classic boy and his big animal and he's got to keep him somewhere and feed him and keep him mm-hmm. secret from his parents and take him to, you know, not take him to school, but he follows him to school and then it's like, Oh no, what are you doing? You'll get me caught. There is a fun, there's a fun little English on that though. When after he has, you know, snuck his Digimon in, quote unquote, successfully, the, you know, his parents' first conversation is like, we're going to have to get rid of that monster he just took. Yeah. Dad is cool about it. But I liked that they knew he'd snuck in a pet and we're like, we're going to have to go clean up this fucking road animal. Yeah. <laughs> well, because kids aren't sneaky. I love yeah. that. You can't. That you can't sneak an animal in. Like parents are not that dumb. I appreciated that a lot. Uh, though it is a little strange that they didn't go up and check what it is. Like it could be a raccoon. Well, his dad did. There's the scene his dad looks into the. I was confused about that because he does not at any point reference the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I think he's just that, he's just that cool. <laughs> the coolest dad. He just the cool. He's super chill. I mean, obviously he has to be because his wife is like terrible to him so the dude's like <laughs> distress limiters have to be pretty pretty high well yeah and you want to you want to st- you want to err on the side of cool when your son is a dinosaur summoning wizard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure would be a shame if somebody summoned a bunch of dinosaurs in here dad <laughs> knock <laughs> <laughs> Gimon just has a great design too like as yeah. far as the, st- the, the partners go I mean, we, I guess we have to credit Takato for that, but I don't yeah. want to. His drawing is good in the first episode. It's like All a right. pretty good drawing. Yeah. And he, Legit. so he calls, he, uh, Gilmon doesn't know a bunch of stuff right away. He's very sort of like a newborn babe. And he calls Takato, Takatoman. Takatoman? Uh, uh, I'm not a Digimon. Takato. Takatoman. Ugh. Oh, it's so precious. It's very sweet. Although, can we call Takato's mom Takato mom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can. We definitely can. Who's going to stop you? We never met when we were watching Digimon Adventures. 
and a woman, but that is that's <laughs> next level punnery that I that I'm here for. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. I, this, if you really want puns, just look at every episode title of Tamers. They're egregious. Oh God. Every single one is a horrible pun, like even to its own detriment. They don't care. Yeah. Oh, I did just scroll down and find the ice mon cometh. So. Oh, we realized yeah. that back in the day, a lot of episode titles pretty much existed in a black box that was just kind of for the team. Right. And, and it the allowed TV guide. <laughs> yeah. They show them at the start of the episode for this one, I think. Oh, do yeah. they? Yeah. yeah they're, they're, and it became more common, obviously. But, you know, a lot of the naming conventions were... Uh, a placeholder that, uh, you know, we're sort of uncovered in the digital age. Right. Yeah. The, whatever these production names are for, for weird old cartoons. Yeah. It's just an inside joke. Like a lot of them are some, are, you know, like literature references or something that is no kid's going to get. And yeah. it's not even funny all the time. Yeah. This is for us. Uh, so there's a part where Gilman finds his way at Takato school. And is still in a cardboard box. So is doing this sort of solid snake creeping across the school <laughs> mm-hmm. and trying to be very trying to be a good boy about it. Like he knows that he's not <laughs> supposed to leave the cardboard box, but he is also still in the school. Yeah, it's uh, a real malicious compliance. Shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's so sweet. And he's yeah. so sweet. Uh, but so he, stupid. He passes the principal in the hallway. Uh, and the principal does say, oh, good morning, cardboard box. Good morning, cardboard box. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, student, shouldn't you be in class? I in a box. <laughs> Didn't answer my fucking question. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line in this particular sequence is uh, apparently he's eaten all the food out of the school cafeteria. Oh, and God, yeah. <laughs> we loudly hear the school cooks complaining. And one of them goes, You know how long it took to make the meatloaf dry and crusty? And my watery spaghetti sauce is all gone. The chocolate cake. Think of the chocolate cake. Oh, they used that to reshingle the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Show's funny, yo. It's a funny show. <laughs> Although, although Takato does say, uh, you know, only Gilman would eat all that nasty food. Yeah. As far as we know, the only food he's eaten is his parents cooking. Incredible croissants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dogging your own restaurant, homie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, a... Gilman as a being is driven entirely by his ego, right? He wishes, he wishes to consume and experience pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not checked by an id at all. Same, dude. Yeah, I like Fucking that. Same. Uh, there's one last thing about the episode that's worth mentioning because I think it'll come back in the next one. But uh, Takato feels like he's lost Gioman. He doesn't know where he's gone to. And it pulls at this very real sense of self-worth that he's not he doesn't have a lot of. And losing your pet. But yeah, like mm-hmm. he, he very much is like, I've failed as a tamer. I'll never be a tamer. I lost Gioman. I'm bad. I'm awful. I'm terrible. Like he's running this self doubt in his head and that it's really strong. Like it, it, you know, and then it, he proves himself wrong by finding Gioman. But, uh, we see it come back in the next episode, in episode 14. So clearly it's a, it's an ongoing thing with him, but I just think it's interesting to see it. Here. Yeah. 
Well, and Terrier Mon. Mon. This is where Terrier Mon <laughs> cuts him down. It's like you must not be a very good Digimon tamer if you can't even keep track of just one Digimon. You can't keep track of one Digimon. That's the smallest number of Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really liked this one. Um, I mean, I like them both, but this one, this one was obviously like. Structure wise, more time in the nonsense. This one's a better episode for sure. Yeah, it's got more to chew on. And I mean, I I don't know what episode one would have been like, but I feel like this was a really good episode one. So good call, Ari. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think episode one is really worth watching. The, there's just there's one good joke in episode one where. He's like crawling through a sewer grate to try to find Kiyomon when Kiyomon first spawns and he gets dirty and he at some point like wipes his nose and he has like this like dirt mustache and they keep it on him for like the next 10 minutes. <laughs> and it just like did not normally shows forget about that sort of joke and it's just gone. But it, he actually still has it at the start of episode two. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, how old is this kid? <laughs> yeah, I was curious about it as well. I thought it was I thought it was just a shading choice that sort of didn't work that well. No, he rubbed his nose in the first episode. I'm sorry you missed that continuity that he rubbed his nose. If you want to go back and watch the first episode for all the the nose rubbing, I understand. Yeah, why don't we we go back and watch that uh, while we go to a sponsor? Sounds good. Austin Bridges. Yeah, that's the one. that's That's you. Okay, perfect. So we are... Uh, we're doing an ad. We're doing an ad. It's the middle of our show. Everyone knows. You know, this is how it goes. Um, I think there's nothing left to do but cut to the chase, right? I love the chase. All right. Could you tell everybody this week about our sponsor, Toot Stickers? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to tell you all about Toot Stickers. So, uh, these are a very fun, you know... Whenever the holiday season comes around, and I know we've got a little while before that happens, but Mm. you can never be too prepared. But, you know, toy companies all over the world are always trying to find the next new thing, you know, the next the next Pokemon, the next Turbo Man kind of situation, the next Tickle Me Elmo. Uh, And we have a pretty inside scoop about what we think the next thing is so you can kind of get a jump on your holiday shopping. Mm. Uh, And those are toot stickers. And if you're wondering what they are, well, let's just say that they smell um, interesting. (laughs) So I don't know if I follow. Right. So imagine that you could just fart anytime you want. Right? Oh, so we're, we're imagining it. a world where I, where I can't do that. <laughs> well, uh, right. I mean, the thing is, uh, there are inherent risks, run. right? Inherent yeah, risks yeah. with, with you know, trying to force it when just the the energy isn't there. Like, it would be so funny to do. Oh, yeah. And I'm not a young man anymore. I can't keep living this way. Right. Right. It's like you've maybe, you know, just recently had a, a, a crunchy chalupa. And you would love to fart, but you're just worried it's gonna it's gonna bring all of its other friends with it. 
And so oh. tooth stickers essentially, I mean, because you know about scratch and sniff, right? The scratch and sniff sticker is sticker. We get it, right? It was so like 1970s. Mm -hmm. uh, these are like, you can attach them like a sticker, but they uh, are more like, I don't know, like a... Like farts? Well, <laughs> well, thanks for, you know, thanks for, for jumping right to it. Yeah, I mean, they end at, the end result <laughs> is that they smell like a blast of ass, <laughs> but they're like inflatable. They're almost like a Mylar balloon. Whoa. Yeah, like you know those those emergency life rafts that you pull a cord and then they just go from nothing to like a giant inflatable thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically what happens here. It's got this long sort of rip cord, uh, which is sort of a fun a fun thought when you're trying to, you know, rip one. And it so that starts to power the gas engine. Uh Again, gas is sort of like a, like a fun thing here, but <laughs> it is, is literally a diesel. It is a, like a diesel engine. Oh, um, okay. And so it's essentially like, imagine like a sticky lawnmower engine that you can just attach to any surface. And then you start it going. And then instead of smelling like gasoline, it smells like you, you, you shit your pants. Thanks, Austin. Yeah, so, and that... No, no. <laughs> no. So you're going to tell me that there's a circumstance where you just had a crunchy chalupa and a friend is looking suspiciously at you because you haven't farted yet. And so as to save your pants from sharding in them, you attach a diesel engine to the wall, yank a ripcord, and a fart comes out. Yeah. So, you know, be sure to jump well on them now uh, before the holiday season. <laughs> they're going to be a real hot commodity. It's going to be the next Pokemon. It's like Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> we need to screen our ads better. All right, it's called back. central casting. Oh shit! Yeah, Austin. Austin was trying to com like con like continue a conversation we were having in the middle, but no, we're back. You can it's do Digimon another take Tamers. if you want. We could. We could. Oh, wait, let me do fun. it. I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it. I'm the guest. I'm doing it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. To, to Saturday Morning Turtles, yeah. a podcast where adults do a children's show. Where adults do a children's show. That's like Mr. Rogers or something, right? It's really wholesome. I, I, I'm I, wearing um, six sweaters right now. Are you all right, buddy? He's Giga <laughs> Rogers. Take one. Take off one. <laughs> He's War Rogers, mod. <laughs> yeah, I, I did you all to my final form. I'm very hot. <laughs> my final form is just me, but I'm really hot. <laughs> it's Digimon Tamers, episode 14. We skipped ahead. This one's called Grow Mon Grow. And I got a synopsis. It's going to have a lot of words in it with 
Mon at the end. So here we go. As a strange tiger ultimate level Digimon attacks the Tamers, begin to fight it. Wow, this is already off to a good grammar start. <laughs> However, when it's too strong for both Rika and Henry, Takato uses the power of the blue card to digivolve Growlmon into his ultimate form, War Growlmon. After a mental conversation with Growlmon, where Growlmon informs him he is worthy to be a Tamer after he doubts himself. War Growlmon easily beats and destroys the tiger Mihiramon. Also, Kazukenta and Jerry witness the battle and are impressed by Takato. That's very important to add. It's super important to know that the side characters... Did characters Takato write this summary? <laughs> <laughs> Did we, the summary leaves out the reason this episode is cool, too. I know, it super does. That's okay. We get that, the we blue get card. This, the, this entire episode is people getting knocked off of the top of a building for 20 minutes. That's yeah. what makes it good. And there's a giant space portal sucking up Digimon and murdering a, them? Yes, there's a meat grinder in the sky. That's yeah. how the episode starts. The Hypnos people, they turn, they flip the switch on their, their program, and basically this giant portal appears to the side and it starts to suck up all the Digimon, which are all, you know, like sentient beings with loves and hopes and desires, likes and dislikes, etc. And they just get killed like dozens and dozens and dozens now, of Digimon are okay, just so slaughtered. So, so granted, this thing is is uh, unbiased in its slaughter of Digimon. Is this not more or less what the Tamers do? Don't they beat up Digimon and... Or does they this thing up... not send them back to the digital world? It just sort of shreds them. Shreds their file. Well, they... They kill them too, the Tamers. That's what I thought. They but um. they, they 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 fight bad Digimon, right? Like every Digimon that they end up fighting is trying to do some bad shit or and hurt. Almost people. all of them are bad, to be fair. There's just a couple nice ones. That we've seen. <laughs> I mean, I don't think showing the nice ones is good TV. Yeah. But uh I remember in Digimon Adventure that like there were like we we like stumble into like some sort of like nice little village of like the poop mon or something or mm -hmm. something they're all like oh what a what a nice little cute village but yeah the rest of them were very aggro and angry is this where we find this... out that the digimon are the tamers uh, uh and that they what? tame people and that they collect oh, people oh yeah yeah Damn. this is that one digimon are the tamers that's the song <laughs> Wait, digimon well, tamers we get to the good part so as they're all getting like meat grinded to death we, we go to our, our precogs in the Hypnos headquarters, the two women who are, like, on the most ridiculous computer equipment you've ever seen, back-to-back -back on this, like, fucking swivel crane doing equations or hacks or math or whatever. Yeah, big and hacks. The, scream, the screams of the dying are so overwhelming to one of these women that she, like, has a panic attack. Yeah. yeah. And this is just on the show. What? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, and they do scream. The Digimon scream while the they die. The wailing souls of the dead. <laughs> they do scream as they die, yeah. I really do also... Do you scream as you die? Probably. I'm willing to bet. Yeah. Mm. I have no mon, but I must scream. Oh, oh, hi, <laughs> That's Rory. That's probably the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked... So the evil guy with the glasses, uh, he has a <laughs> a line that doesn't really doesn't really work for me, but I laughed at it. Where as as he turns the portal on, he stands there and he goes, Goodbye. Beasts of mayhem, time to go away. 
Oh yeah, Beast of Mayhem. <laughs> Beast of Which Mayhem, again, time they to go are. away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is uh, like the, this is the first episode of the second arc. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that this that this feels like a a decidedly. This different is on vibe. the Fox box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's this evil tiger Digimon that shows up, and this is this is very surprising to Yamaki, who's like, what have I done? Because uh, he comes backwards through the portal and is like, oh, sweet, a giant door. Guess what? Digimon are going to take over, and we're going to make, we're going to tame the humans. We're going to do what Austin said, but we're going to do it, and it's mean. Right, and... there's some sort of horrible entity clawing at the edge of the veil, you know, that is mm-hmm. sort of like trying to break through, and this is now his opportunity uh, to tear into our world. And, and you know, it seems bad. It does. It's not uh, good. There's a ninja tiger with wheels. His tail also turns into Nunchaku. Yes, it does. I I just, these these designs, some of them are really good and some of them are funky. <laughs> I kind of like his. I kind of like the wheel tiger. But... It's, it's, kind, it's kind of awful, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the charm, though, right? That they just went with it. That they... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess one by one, our heroes, of course, ending with the main character, uh, they all have like a I'll take care of this. And they decide to one V one this giant monster <laughs> rather than three V one, which seems to make more sense to me. Well, it's on top. We, we got to get 20 minutes right. out of this thing. Yeah, three people can't climb a skyscraper at once. It's against ordinance. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, the fire the fire marshal would have a fucking fit. So. Yeah, everything yeah. they do in Digimon, they run by city city ordinance. <laughs> Digimon is a lot of things, and among those things is up to code. Yeah. <laughs> mm, digital code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I deserve that extremely sarcastic laugh. Um No, that's just that's my laugh. <laughs> What are you trying to say? I laugh in a crescendo. <laughs> yeah, like like a uh, like an evil like an evil girl in a uh, high school anime, like the rich girl. Yeah, my, my, my hand is up to my ma- to my mouth oh! and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I, there's I, that patented anti anime. <laughs> they should call they should call you that, right? An- Andy May they should call you or Andy anime. Andy anime. That's what, that's what your name should be now. Anime Andy's got a nice little ring to it. Don't give these guys <laughs> ideas. They already bully me a lot. <laughs> Is that what it's called? When, you know, well, never mind. <laughs> do they really, between you and me, Andy, do, do they really come up with a lot of ideas on their own? It's like... No, that's what I no, keep saying. Well I've, is, I've always well come up with the well is drying out, but we're here to scrape the bottom. This of is it. between me and Andy. They oh, don't steal I'm my good ideas. <laughs> oh, it's I like hate they, this. They say they say really funny things, and I'm like, no, those came out of my head, and I think they maybe been stealing them. And I'm I'm really the funny one on the podcast. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, no, that's the vibe I'm getting, and I'm really uh, funny. <laughs> I'm really hey, funny. Hey, Rory, just, Rory dude, can we have uh, a sidebar? Austin, Rory, you're not completely funny. <laughs> yeah, no, hold on. Okay, Rory, so. Rory, you and I sidebar. Sidebar yeah. really quick. Me and Rory. <laughs> hey, Rory, do you want to uh, go out and get get some beer and 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 have have sex and with chase women? Chase tail? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Get my They're truck, so cool. Bro. <laughs> They're so Hop cool. <laughs> Uh, wait, the, wait, you could hear what they're saying. I couldn't hear them. They were having some sort of sidebar. Oh, a, a la Shakespeare, the great bard himself. 
Yeah. This is why you deserve what you get. <laughs> Look, wait. I, you know I, what? what do I, I, have a, I have a comfortable guest spot on this podcast. You guys have to relive this hell every week. It's true. After you're, next week, I'm gone. I'm free. I get to continue my life. You're kind of farting and walking away right now, and it's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, like that. You have that prerogative, but. <laughs> This is my life. Well, I can't fart standing still. It's a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to talk about the Digi Evolutions. If okay, I can, I re- if I, I can be so bold. What about them? <laughs> um, well, I I do love the Digimon aesthetic where to evolve a character usually just means they become like an NRA member. Um, <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, they also get belts. Right, sure. Um, yeah, they show up. Yeah, they look like they've gone to a Carhartt and a, you know, uh, Bass Pro Shops and, and <laughs> picked, up, picked up a few rifles. And then or just one Walmart. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, I mean, it's funny. It's still silly. It's dynamic, certainly. It's just like, let's, you know, let's take this bunny and now to make him special... Let's give him some pistols, I yeah, guess. pants and ammo. <laughs> no, he's got gun hands. I, well, I Terrier, like some of it, Terriermon gets uh, gun hands. <laughs> he does, and he gets progressively more gunnier. He turns into a giant murder mech by the end. That's good. I love that for him. But, uh, and the thing that you did, guys didn't see about... So Terriermon's personal problem that he has to overcome in the first arc is that when he digivolves, he goes fucking nuts. And just oh. shoots everybody oh, around him. That's a and problem. And cannot stop shooting every. <laughs> so Henry's like, I can't let you evolve, Terriermon. You're going to fucking shoot everybody. And Terriermon <laughs> evolves anyway. <laughs> and then he's like, fucking <laughs> shooting everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the noise that he makes. And he just like laughs maniacally and fires his guns nonstop. It's ridiculous. But um, I think that I, there's definitely like a certain amount of the Digimon edginess has to be in response to Pokemon, right? To like yeah. differentiate itself yes. from the more wholesome family brand. You have belts and guns. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon everything's don't digital. Wear belts, don't wear pants. Sometimes they Goggles. get sexual organs. Sometimes, yeah. Secondary sex characteristics. Heard, or what I've seen <laughs> um, just from some research online. They evolve pants because they're, you know, they're modest. About they have shame. Is, it like, they're, they're <laughs> is this like... <laughs> Is there a Garden of Eden thing? Like, so there's there's a Lucifer Digimon, right? Yes, there and is. And there's a there Pope a, Digimon. There is a Christian Jesus in Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> Digi-Christ did Digi-Die for their Digi-Sins. But um, it's like, is, yeah, is Digivolving like the original sin? And that's why they Digivolve pants? Yeah, it's gotta be. I feel like, I, I mean... They they clearly become gun toting <laughs> monsters <laughs> that are that are uh, you know just gonna just gonna shoot and laser their way to to victory. And just as they God start intended so cute. for the U.S. of A. <laughs> Damn right. But I don't know. I I what do we what do we get? We get the the Renamon turns into Cubamon, and yeah. The, the also, uh, it's worth mentioning during these animations of them digivolving, the skin rips off of their body. <laughs> Yeah, it's gnarly as shit, and it looks like it it's hurts. It's digital. It's digital skin. It's fine. There's like wireframes underneath. There is a wireframe underneath. Does it make the skin shredding any less? I don't know, disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it doesn't. It doesn't just like glow and it's gone. It unravels I, now, like a it like is, a thread on a coat. It is canon in Digimon that at least some of them can, you know, 
doff their skin with the, when they when it suits them. <laughs> oh, fucking Gabumon! Gabumon takes his skin oh, off yeah. and gives it to gives it to Matt to keep him warm. Well, it's not Gabumon's skin. It's like a cloak from his dad or whatever. Is it Cubone it's, rules? It's like Cubone shit. Okay. It's Cubone rules. Yeah. It kind of seems that way weird. until we then see him like hiding naked behind a boulder because he's because <laughs> he's a vulgar shame. I gave my skin to my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. So the one that here's, here's what I really like. We haven't talked about this, but the process of them doing their digivolutions involves cards and readers, which is very sort of, you know, Get the early, toys, get early the cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very toyetic. I remember, I remember the Pokemon cards that came with the e-reader strips on the side. We we all remember these, and I I feel as though they have they have found the coolest way to do this. They have, yeah, like, they, they, have, have a, they blade them into their wrist. Yeah, they've oh, got. Uh, it's like their Sailor Moon transformation in this episode. <laughs> Each of the main characters has this sort of like they start. They start with half of their face in like black shadow and they like dramatically pull out the <laughs> card and they attach it to their wrist. But it, this was the this was like legit the coolest thing that had happened in this episode. There is a moment where uh, where Rika's running off to go, you know, start shit. And main character, I've already forgotten his name. To, Takato. To, Takato. To, yeah. Takato. Yeah. Takato Mon <laughs> is like. Wait, Rika, you can use this card. And we get this absurdly epic slow-mo shot of him throwing, like like Gambit style, throwing this card. And it slow-mo spins around. And as she turns over her shoulder and grabs it. He it digivolves goes... into Ricky J. Yeah. It's like so seamless into the transformation sequence of her being in the shadow. And she's like, Shoom. I don't know. It was the coolest shit I'd seen in a long time. And it's in Digimon uh, Tamers. So um, that's that really got me i like that a lot but maybe i'm a sucker for cards <laughs> well it's fun i uh, so yeah we we talked about we talked about gargamon we talked about what cubimon and then getting mm-hmm. like growlmon so guilemon becomes growlmon um gilmon gilmon Gil, sorry gilmon becomes growlmon <laughs> and that's still not enough and to the point that he is that when he gets like shredded in half uh, he gets by bitten this... up really bad. Yeah, he gets like a chunk bitten out of him for sure. <laughs> yeah, like visibly there is parts missing uh, and they've become mm-hmm. digital cubes, I guess, instead of gore and, and bats <laughs> and skin. Which is kind of cool, although we find out that Takato has some sort of symbiotic pain. Yeah. Uh, when Gilmon well, uh, gets beaten up. It's foreshadowing their final evolutions when they fuse with their Digimon to reach Megaform. Oh, oh my shit. fuck. Yeah. They ride, they ride their Digimon like mechs? No, they fuse together. They, they just and, like, legit they fuse? Kind of, the kids get, like, digitized and exist in, like, some floaty void. Uh, oh. Like daywalkers. <laughs> that's that's nonsense. Yeah, I love, I love that. the classic power fantasy of, like, getting your own best friend robot uh, dinosaur monster, and then you can feel his pain. <laughs> <laughs> the show's dark. Yeah. It's... it's it's yeah. cool. I don't, well, they I don't do know what to say. Also have a peanut butter relationship. Um, <laughs> where anytime he's got to make a, a euphemism. big. No, he's got to make a big ask of Gilmont and he's like, all right, I'm going to give you so much peanut butter, dude. Looks like we're going to need a lot more peanut butter. 
<laughs> well, it is kind of cool though, because the the pain gives the it puts skin in the game, right? Where it in does. Pokemon yep. they just kind of stand there and watch their friends fight. Yep. Right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Fucking the well. <laughs> It means they don't have to come up with ways to put the main character in danger. In peril, yeah. They don't have mm-hmm. to like, oh, suddenly Ash wound up getting hit by a lightning bolt as well. It's like, what? What are you doing, bud? You're not part of this fight. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Just but take if, a step back. Yeah, homie. if Takato is is also in pain, then yeah, it gives the tamer something to do. When uh, you know when the other characters are fighting. Yeah. What recoil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they scan cards and recoil. That's it. Um when Growlmont so Growlmont and Takato have like this like weird interaction in, in a limbo space where they're both kind of unconscious or half dead and it's kind of weird. Uh and it's the place like, you go when you have too much peanut butter, when you get zooted on peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the peanut butter plane, and he he's like, no, I think we can do this. I just just gotta bring me back. And when he does, he has the blue card again. And I don't know if that's something that uh, like just sorry, randomly showed up the, with buttons, and it's like a nice knit uh, sweater. Yeah, buddy. The blue card again. Uh, yeah, buddy. Uh, the blue card again. Was that one worth it? It was. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, oh. As a fan of both Cardigans and Digimon Tamers, I have the only target audience for that joke in the entire world, and I'm glad I was here. Yeah, well, you're wearing six sweaters, so fucking whatever. <laughs> well, card- two of them are Cardigans. <laughs> yeah. You must be the, hotter than the, Renamon. The third one and the fourth one. If you go to the third one and the fourth one are Cardigans. <laughs> the, the very bottom one is is a hoodie. Then the second one is like... you have like a like, thermal, like a waffle a, thermal? That's the fifth one. Okay. Uh, it's like an ugly Christmas sweater for the second one. Mm-hmm. And the, the first one's outside, a shirt. Fooled you. <laughs> I'm not a liar. It's still a sweater. <laughs> and I wish I wish that you wouldn't lie to the people like that. No, the last one is a MIT hoodie. And I did not go to MIT. Oh, okay, good. But we don't know that if we're just looking but you at But you think I did. Yeah. So you think, like, who's that extremely smart guy in the Apparently you solved thermodynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm very hot. I, my face is bright red. There's sweat streaming everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's really, uh, it's really attractive. Um, I mean, that's the the idea is to generate as much as much musk as possible. So, wow, actually, that would work. <laughs> it, it's just science. I didn't go to MIT. You can trust me. Um, I want to talk about the blue card again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Okay. Uh, what about the, it? <laughs> the did he did he all like because this was a weird thing in the first episode we watched where he was like oh, I don't know where that blue ma- magic blue card went. Did this like just show up in this moment or has he had it sometime in the fourteen episodes that we didn't watch yeah. or whatever? Is that's that? I think it just kind of comes and goes because it's like it's connected to Caliban because Caliban's there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and his little his little symbol on his forehead glows mm-hmm. um so i think it's directly tied to calimon okay because yeah that was that was unclear to me and uh, like one of them was like oh shit he's got the blue card um but he uses the blue card to to matrix digivolve growlmon into war growlmon uh which is a sentence that i don't know that i like to feel of coming out of my mouth but he oh is this your first time watching television <laughs> <laughs> 
First exposure to fantasy. You know, so so some pieces of media are about things that aren't real. <laughs> yeah, well, I hated this one. I hated that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. No, I like it a lot, but it's but Matrix did evolve into War Growlmon. There is so much the Matrix in this show, it's unbelievable. Mm, it was that time. Even the music. Yeah. Oh, they have the sting, the mm-hmm. Matrix sting. Yeah. The second episode when everyone's introduced with sunglasses and like Rika has like her long coat. There is so goddamn much the Matrix it, in this. It's a pretty and common it, thread we see in a lot of media that we've watched that came out just at the at the cusp of the century. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, you, but not Andy, because he's never seen. Right. No, I've never before. watched anything like that. No, <laughs> I'm not used to I'm not used to having. having he's only seen uh, the Animatrix because. It, <laughs> It's anime. anime Andy yeah. strikes again. Yeah. You know what's funny is that it took all of like what forty five minutes for Ari to realize that I was the bully target and to do it. <laughs> we tr- you and I just had a personal aside where we teamed up against the other two. What more do you want? I'm playing all the angles here. Yeah, I know. All right, well, me and Austin are going to I'm going to win this episode. About- okay, so uh, me and Austin, Austin, but yeah, I'm here. Talk to me about babes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do I start? <laughs> Where to start uh, on them? Um, Andy, talk to me about Beyblades <laughs> <laughs> and all the babes that I've laid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to fill a full two hours? <laughs> oh fuck me! Okay, um, really quick. The bad, the bad 3D. I want to talk about the bad 3D. Okay, great. Oh, it's terrible. The War Growlmon, I expected a really cool character design, and I was treated to a very bad 3D transformation sequence into a really extra awful character design. <laughs> He's terrible. It makes his last swarm's really good to make up for it, but War Growlmon is trash. Though he does win the fight by blasting the evil cat with his nipple lasers. <laughs> so he gets some points back. Because he evolved nipple lasers, which I guess sort of goes along. <laughs> which a little is bit where with we're our... all evolving towards. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe that is God's plan yeah. for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> Why give us them if not for laser down the road? Yeah. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot produce milk. <laughs> but I can produce. I'm here to shoot lasers and squirt milk, and I'm all out of milk. <laughs> The new YouTube game was weird. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know. They win, right? They they do. They do. Um, it's worth noting that there is very briefly we see what I guess is the military also attacking. We see helicopters with guns that are firing it, on this. Oh, someone definitely dies. A human definitely dies in the helicopter. Yeah. yeah there's some big explosions. They I might just, be Hypnos helicopters. I'm not sure. I don't know but exactly. Hypnos might only be those three people, too. So it's hard to tell. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just it takes place in the real world. And when you have a very visible event happening on top of a skyscraper in the middle of a city. When you have a Godzilla situation. When you have a Godzilla situation, it is nice to at least see, I don't know, some sort of local defense force mobilizing and attempting Mm -hmm. to do something about it. I I have one last call out that I can remember uh, that was from Terrier Mon. After, I think it was Terrier Mon, who was defeated and is like 
basically dying in the arms oh, of, does the of whisp, its tamer. The and whisper. it does this it does this stage whisper, but it's a very funny thing where most of the time when you expect they're doing a barely audible whisper, it just sounds like like it's just inaudible. But mm-hmm. it's just we have to play it because it they actually say all the words that yeah. <laughs> it's like what is it? We might still have a chance, huh? He always circles around like a shark just before he attacks. Huh? I don't know. It's just like <laughs> they have to repeat it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, be- so- well, because it's missing a lot of consonants in there to actually make it resolve into words. I had the subtitles on, so I definitely knew what they said. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, you know, it's like it's like drunk slurred they, out they a little bit. They kind of undercut this moment. So it is a sort of cheesy... Um, you know, gotcha tactic, right? Not gotcha. I don't know. It feels like, you know, an observation the children could make themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I like that they used their their uh, their brain a little bit rather than winning the fight through uh, through just evolving harder. Mm-hmm. But then they yeah. do evolve harder. And so, <laughs> yeah, kind of like I said, kind of undercuts it there. Well, this leads me to my my ultimate thesis about Digimon well. Tamers. Let's let's get to your thesis uh, in our wrap up segment. Let's let's oh, jump right to it. Well, sorry. So hang on, hold on to your digi horses. Hold on to your horse, mon. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back. We are wrapping up the episode. This is our wrap-up segment that we have really? just now jumped to. <laughs> You're doing a good job, buddy. <laughs> we I'll didn't really have a theme. I'll no, it's fine. Hold on, hold on. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, as promised, Ari has a, has a big thesis about Digimon. <laughs> about Tamers, yeah. I do have a big thesis. So, as we described episode 14, it sounded pretty fucking sweet, right? It starts with the Digimon meat grinder. Mm-hmm. Someone is like overwhelmed by the screams of the dying. Someone gets a cool new evolution. In reality, you got like three minutes of meat grinder, 20 minutes of kids getting pushed off the top of a building, mm-hmm. and then two minutes of cool final fight. So my thesis about Digimon Tamers, my favorite nostalgic television show from my childhood, is that in execution, shit kind of sucks. <laughs> But if you were to describe Digimon Tamers to somebody, mm. it's like the coolest shit in the world. It is the best summary ever. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of franchises that 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 kind of end up like that. And maybe, maybe you know... It's kind some, of the some thesis of some our podcast of... as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, also why I think the show has such strong nostalgia for me. Because I can right. just like remember the vague plot and be like, hey, yeah... And well, not and I like know the I've, tedious moment to moment. I'm I'm yeah, much animation. much aligned much maligned on this podcast for my love of Sonic the Hedgehog among other things. Uh, and whenever I try and describe the plot of the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books from my my childhood, it sounds pretty fucking metal too. But then I open up one of the issues and I cringe myself back into my <laughs> skull. So uh, by Ken Penders. <laughs> uh, not a Ken Penders podcast, but this will be a Ken Penders takedown podcast if if given the opportunity. We call it the pen, uh, the Pendcast. Mm. <laughs> no, no, mm. we'll cut that part out entirely. <laughs> no, I, I feel I'd like you. you to leave it in. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, 
It's my favorite part of the episode, and if you cut it, I'll be sad. That's the fun I'll part. I'll drag you on Twitter. I'll drag you. <laughs> we'll drag we'll him. put it on the pentacast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we will we will. I I promise one day, even if Austin and Rory will not join me, I will one day on this podcast feed do a whole deep dive into Sonic and the weird corners that I love. But I'm pretty sure Rory will set the internet on fire before he joins me on that. So maybe I'll call I'll you up, Ari. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got, I got thoughts. I got opinions, eh? Yeah, I had a, a a weird fact to to throw into the into the mix here. Apparently, the the guy who wrote Digimon Tamers, his name's Chiaki J. Konaka, the original Japanese. Mm. He <laughs> apparently is a really cool guy. So this is just a quote from from Wikipedia. It says, uh, "Digifest 2021, an official Digimon event taking place annually on August 1st, held a live reading featuring the original voice cast of an original audio drama that Kanaka had written for Digimon Tamer's 20th anniversary." <laughs> The script featured the Tamers fighting a villainous entity called Political Correctness and yeah. used an attack called Cancel Culture. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. I had definitely blocked this from my memory. Oh, Cut this from everybody my is your Sorbo of the Week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the Sorbo, sorbo of the Week. Of the week. <laughs> oh, mostly I just play him saying, Disappointed! But maybe at some point I'll get a little more, uh, a little more production value in there yeah <laughs> chiaki you kanaka that. for that and for also being a 9-11 truther you uh you are the sorbo of the week but digimon tamers pretty fucking solid pretty fucking solid i had a really good time also i mean reviewing the the dub rewritten by steve blum so, yes exactly you know maybe there's that i'm so happy you guys liked it i take you yeah. personally <laughs> no, I'm 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 super glad that you were able to. We we always appreciate having a, someone who knows what they're talking about d- direct us to a couple episodes that give us a good taste. And otherwise, our bar we're is like so low right now. <laughs> right now, yeah. In general, in, in general, general, it's pretty it's, low. Yeah, we've seen we, can, we consume so much trash on this podcast, but uh, this is this is the first step on a on a journey that we're gonna sort of jump around through Digimon canon. So I'm glad that we started on a on a good note, especially if especially if it gets a little stinkier from here on out. They're all worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all this is the only one that's good. One and two have nostalgia going for him and some cool monster designs. Four has exactly one fucked up thing in it. And actually I haven't seen the others, but I assume they're <laughs> oh, for okay. children because I wasn't able to keep watching them because like the the targeted age range felt much lower than the other ones. Mm. Pretty much five and onward. You got aged out of the Digimon fandom. I did get <laughs> aged out of the Digimon fandom. It's true. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us, Ari. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. It, it's great yeah. coming back to Digimon again. It's it's great to remember all of its familiar bullshit. And mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing more. And I'm really interested to see how it continues to grow over the years. Uh, whether we do, whether we jump to different episodes or do like episodes one and two, or I don't, I don't know what we're going to do from here on out, but, uh, we will continue to explore some of the other Digimon shows. Uh, yeah. We're unlikely to have as much of a, of a informed mind as you, uh, guesting on the show for the rest of this though. So thank you for kicking us off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Happy to happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, and as always, uh, we'll see you all next Tuesday.